welcome to episode 13 of Yes, You're a Writer. I'm Ariel. With me, as always, is author Joe Whittemore. Hi, Joe. Hey, Ariel. So, this is the last episode of the season for yes. our show. Tear. And we're talking about the aftermath. Yes. So, because with every story, of course, you can't just have the final conflict and then fade to black, right? Uh-huh. You have to, you have to wrap it up well because as much as it, it and I don't mean it the way it's going to sound, but you have to go over lessons learned, you know? Huh. So, but I mean, that's true though. You have to, you have to acknowledge what your character learned because your audience needs to be reminded of the character growth. Gotcha. So one of the reasons, and this is assuming, by the way, that your main character has not died. Because if your main character dies, then obviously someone else has to do the recap of what happened. Okay. Right? Either there has to be some um, omniscient narrator that just, you know, looks out over that character's grave and, you know, mentions what the other characters have been doing (laughs) since that time. Something. But you can't just have the final conflict in the story just as the end. You always have to wrap it up. With, with, because the audience wants to know, the reader wants to know what happened after that final conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're if you're continuing in the vein of the main character's point of view, then the main character will have, and of course, I, I want, I do also want to say, you will never have a completely happy ending. If it's a good story, really? okay. you're, you're not going to have a completely happy ending because the main character is never going to get everything they wanted the exact way they wanted it. Okay. Because life doesn't work that way. Right? Because if it turns out they won the day and they got the girl and everyone they know lived and was incredibly healthy and they also won the lottery. And And everyone got ice cream. Right. Exactly. Mint chocolate chip from Baskin Robbins. It's the the best. (laughs) Anyway, if they get all those things, that's not a realistic story. So something is going to have to give, right, in the end. Either when they're reviewing, you know, what's happened, either someone they care about dies or abandons them or leaves their life mm-hmm. um maybe they're injured they've they've lost a limb they've got something that's changed in their lives okay or it could be you know they run out of money something something is going to give something that they'll have to have sacrificed something we mentioned this when we're talking about the final conflict so they have to sacrifice something to win the day yeah and so that's what is going to be that's what's going to be when you're talking about the ending of the story, that's what gets mentioned, is how they are adapting to whatever is missing. All right. Okay, and you're also talking about lessons that they learned along the way. It's like, well, this is where, you know, I started from the bottom, now I'm here. Oh, all right. You know, invoking the Drake. Yes, yes. But no, it, you, I mean, you, it's kind of like a re- reflective moment they'll have where they think about how far they've come, who, who they were, and where they are now. And it may not even be a moment of reflection. It may be... It may be more of a show than a tell, okay? Right, because you may see some little kid running up, and it's their kid, you know. Yeah. Because like we're ten, you know, ten years into the future, someone runs up, and it's their kid, and their kid is exactly like they were when they were that age, you know. Yeah, and I guess it also depends on, like, what you can say and what you can tell by the point of view, maybe right. a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So, the some you know something to think about is your main character is going to reflect on how they've grown, they're also going to talk about lessons that they've learned through the experience. You know, how, how are they now a wiser person? Um, what were the negative effects of what happened? What was the fallout of the situation? Did they lose someone? Did they lose a bit of themselves in the process? And sometimes, honestly, we're also going to, the audience, the reader wants to know what happened to the bad guy. You know, what happened to the antagonist? Yeah, I mean, hopefully 
you, you as the writer have built up your antagonist enough that they're they're multidimensional and right. thus the audience is invested in a different way than the protagonist, but they're still invested in that antagonist in a way. Exactly. So, and this could be, I mean, and a lot of people use this point for when they're kind of leading into um, a sequel, right? Or if they're writing uh. a series of books. Because the thing is, with every story that you write, even if it's going to be a trilogy, even if it's part of a series, even if you know there's going to be a sequel, it has to be a story that stands alone, that can stand on its own, you know, two feet. Yeah. I mean, it it, it really sucks when you're, you're watching something or reading something and you... It sets up for a sequel, but you don't, either one don't know it, right? Or two, it just drops drops everything in the middle of the story. Exactly. And you don't know when you can pick it back up. Right, because you have to wait for the writer to finish the story. So it could be another. It could be a year. It could be two years until you or find out what happened. George R. R. Martin. Right. We've George. Been waiting for a long time. Yeah, we're looking at you, George. So basically, you, the story has to wrap up, right? You can't leave it open ended. You can st- you can hint at the start of something new. You know, uh-huh. that there's going to be a future challenge. Maybe the, you know, the bad guy comes back into the picture or this, you know, some new bad guy comes into the picture. And then you're like, oh, how are they going to handle this one? But that that's something for a different story. But the point is, you have to end this story and it actually has to wrap up and have a conclusion. Right on. So, um, do you have any thoughts on what makes a good ending for a story? I think, you know... That sort of kind of summarizing maybe more than anything what you were just saying is there's there's going to be a sense of closure mm-hmm. um, for all the characters involved. Um, you know, sometimes it's easy to like lose a minor character here or there, but if, yeah. you know, it's, we were talking last episode about the, the the main final conflict and how sometimes it's a group effort. Right, and yeah. And different team members involved. And if you kind of wrap up your story and you forgot a team member... People will be like, hey. Right. They'll be like, what, what happened? What happened uh, to Mike? Exactly. Number three or whatever. You know, it's good to kind of touch on things and kind of summarize. Right. You have to tie up all those loose yeah. ends. But at the same time, you don't want to be almost like, uh, kind of sending is not the right word, but you, you don't want to be like, and they were all happy at the end. Yeah. The end. You know, you, you need to kind of right. just follow the normal pace of your story. But we're on the downside of the hill at this point. Right. Because you know? the thing is, and as much as I despise prologues, I also equally despise epilogues. Oh, okay. Because I don't like the idea of, okay, I'm too lazy to tell you. you know, to <laughs> In the na- last chapter. Right. To narrate how this is going to end and what happened to these people. So I'm just going to list for you the things that happened. So-and-so ended up with so-and-so and they're happy. It's like, that's fine for movies. I have this bulleted list. Let me, right. let me recount. Right. And that's fine for movies, you know, where you're just, especially like histor- based on history, historical things. It's like where you say, where, where are they now or what ended up happening to them? But I don't prefer that. You have to have a Tears for Fears song going in the background in movies when you show the... Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And someone kind of punches the air situation. <laughs> no, but... Epi- try strongly try and avoid epilogues because all the epilogues are is a story you didn't tell. You know what I mean? I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so basically when you're writing the when you're wrapping up a book and you're saying here's, you know, here's how things happen, you can do that. I mean, if you've I don't know, if if you've read several really good books, but and you look at the way they wrap up a story, you get to see what happens. You get the closure for the secondary characters because they had their own storylines as well. But they managed to tie them all into the same world. And it, it can even be, 
sometimes it is a little expository, you know, where they say, well, so have you seen Jake lately? <laughs> well, Jake and Susie ended up getting together and, or, you know, or they're running to Jake and Susie's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake and Susie, you know, had been having on and off, you know, love interests throughout the story. And so now you, you know, if you see them running to Jake and Susie's wedding, you know, okay, Jake and Susie ended up together. So you can wrap it up, you know, that wasn't one of the examples of showing versus telling. Uh-huh. So, but that's better than just doing an epilogue. Jake and Susie ended up together. They had four children. They're doing just fine. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's not, that's not good storytelling. I've got a question for you related to epilogues, yeah. actually. So I think it's The Hunger Games, the last book. There's an epilogue, but it's not a list. Right. It's like a last chapter, really. Right. So is it really technically an epilogue? Because I think what, what uh, the author, uh, what she used there was she used the epilogue to ha- kind of have a time break. Right of like I don't know if it was years or months, but she had a, she had that she used that as a as a time break to kind of close off the story in the present day of the of the trilogy and then kind of fast forward in time and then tell the rest of the story. Yeah, what's your take on that? I'm still not a fan of even that. It should have just been a regular chapter, you think? Right, I think it should have been. I think uh-huh. she could have just you know called it that, or even just said you know ten years later or five years later. Uh huh. You know. Or, you know, just describe the way things happen. It doesn't have to be its own separate. Because the point of the, like I said, the epilogue is more like a separate story. Just Uh like a prologue is a separate story because it's something that happened before the main story happened. So an epilogue is is its own separate story. So it's not really necessary when you're trying to talk about what ended up happening to the main character and their BFFs. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so, yeah, don't, folks, when you're writing your finale of your story it, it's not all gonna be rainbows and puppies there are going to be some dark moments in the story and there are going to be some reflective moments for your characters some friends become enemies some enemies become friends she loves that quote i do it's I from really family do. guy i love it too Stewie. much yeah <laughs> um yeah but i'm very very proud of you listener that you managed to make it to the end of your story and get it all written out there and the next step for you is going to be the editing process which will tackle in season two yes of yes you're a writer yes we will and that will be picking up in august very cool all right joe so assuming we're, we're kind of giving our final thoughts on the final part of the story here where can people find your stuff um you can visit my website at www.joewittemore.com and you can link our previous podcast there and listen to them all and you can also see my books there. And Ariel, if people want to write to us with questions or comments, where can they do that? Shoot us an email at yyawpod, that's yyawpod at gmail.com. And no worries if you are listening to this during our hiatus uh, before August of 2016, uh, still, we will still be checking our email. So yes, absolutely. So shoot us an email. We'll get back to you. We promise over email. And uh, your questions and comments may even show up on a future episode. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great summer. Thanks, guys.